With working women, how many things are you expected to do on a daily basis? It's impossible to do it all, yet we're asked to each day. Listen to hear how one high-wire woman, Rosanna Berardi, stays on the high wire while managing a busy law firm, a consulting business, teaching at a law school, parenting her 14-year-old son, and maintaining a happy and healthy marriage. Let Rosanna show you how to make sense of your life and stay on that high wire. Hello, High Wire Women. It's Rosanna Berardi here. Super excited for this podcast. I am here with M. Hollis. She is from beautiful, sunny Florida, where I'm dying to be mentally right now. I'm in Buffalo, New York. It, the sun is shining oh and it's going to be 60 tomorrow. So a little spring teaser is upon us. So Em, thanks for being here. Tell us a little bit about, I always ask people, like, what's your one minute story? If you had to tell someone who you are and a little bit about you. So I would say I was four or five years ago was the typical do it all woman working, had businesses, married, kids, the whole nine yards and doing everything that everybody told me would make me really happy. And instead I was dying inside in so many ways. I had a 10 year pain pill addiction. Nobody knew about just depressed, sad in a very dysfunctional marriage and knew something had to change drastically, but I didn't know how. So I ended up reading a book completely changed my life. I started meditating. I started realizing all of this, these old patterns that I had within me, where they were reflected in my life and why they kept showing up and started doing some really deep inner work Mm. and started going to these uh, retreats and came home from one one day and, and realized I could never be the same and never could go back into not being an empowered woman and stepping into my truth and living my truth instead of everybody else's. My life has never been the same since. That was three years ago. And I now help people realize that power within them, specifically women, because I came from that, knowing what we all do to ourselves. And that if we don't find that voice within us and that path we're supposed to be on, almost always will our life tend to get worse and worse and worse and worse until we listen to the wake-up call. So it's so hard because... Like culturally, we're we're told this tale, right? We're told this tale, you know, if you look at any of the old Disney movies with Cinderella and Sleepy Me, oh, yeah. right? Oh, yeah. The man is always rescuing the woman. Oh, yeah. Woman is yeah. doing oh, yeah. what they're supposed to. And, you know, we live by this like, okay, I should get married. I should have kids. I should cook dinner every day. I should be a great wife. I should be a great mom. My kids should all have plant-based meals. and we tell this story to ourselves. And if you look outside at it, you're like, this is insane. Like who would want to live like this? Insane. insane. Right. And it's insane. really funny. So just a quick side story. Last week, I went to the local golf dome here in Buffalo to hit some golf balls with my husband. And it was a weird time. It was like five o'clock on a Monday. We both had gotten home early from work. We decided to just go there. And there's like a lot of people at this thing. And I look, I'm at the end of the dome and I look all in front of me and I'm the only woman in the entire golf dome at five o'clock. And I said to my husband, like, do you notice anything? And he's like, no, what? And I said, I'm the only woman. And he's like, oh, you always have to make this about. (laughs) But I said, listen, I know why there aren't any women here because it's five o'clock on a Monday. They're either finishing work, they're getting their kids settled. They're making dinner. Like, this is a weird day for us. Like, we had leftovers and we have a teenager yeah, so we could leave yeah. at home. But yeah. 
there are men there hitting golf balls with these buckets of beer, drinking beers. Having, oh, yeah. And like, oh, yeah. not a care in the world yeah. on Monday. Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 For yeah. me, it was this extravagant outing. Yeah. And we live by these, these rules. So yeah. I know you said you read a book that changed your life. Do you care to share what that was? Sure. It was called You Are the Placebo by Dr. Joe Dispenza. Its basis is thoughts are things, how your thoughts affects your emotions, your emotions affect your reactions, your rea- and then it creates habits, dives deep into quantum physics. It told a lot of stories okay. of the power of the mind and the power of the body, essentially, and and the mind-body connection. And those were things I had never heard of before. I wasn't into the world of spirituality, law of attraction, manifestation, mm-hmm. quantum physics. I didn't know any of that stuff. But there was something in that book that just deeply resonated within me. There was just a, a knowingness, even though I had never heard it before. It was just a knowingness of yeah, this sounds like it, this is familiar in some way. And it sounds like I can see why my life is the way it is, and not just my life, but myself, why, mm-hmm. why I had gotten to the point that I had, not just in the 10-year marriage, but ultimately my whole life and, and living under this cultural conditioning that this is the way women are supposed to be. This is the way, you know, you're, you're supposed to be happy. This is the American dream right. of all of this. And then you wake right. up and you're like, this doesn't feel like a dream. Like a dream. This feels, feels like, like a nightmare. A nightmare right? a little bit more. Yeah. It's yeah. incredible. And we do that to ourselves. And yeah. I think the pause of 2020 made people realize that, you know, a lot of women are not in the situation they want to be in. Yeah. You know, whether it's working or, you know, boy, talk about the ultimate test of a marriage to be under a pandemic, you know, with most American families, they don't even eat dinner together, right? Like look at the statistics of how many families eat dinner. It's super low. So now we've gone from never seeing each other to seeing each other like 24 seven with no end in sight. We can't be with our friends or family. I mean, I know like divorce rates have skyrocketed. I know a lot of people... I just read an article, I think in the New York Times the other day that said the fertility rates are really low because people are like, mm. I don't think I want to bring a kid into this right now. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so I think we have all been forced to pause and pausing is yeah. painful. Yeah, and yeah, Tell us yeah. about that inner work. I mean, Ooh, like yes. that sounds great, like, yeah. but I'm scared to do yeah. inner work. Like that's yeah, yeah, yeah. me, like, cause I'm afraid of what I'm going to find out. Exactly. And you are, you are most people as was I. And I loved what you just say. Pausing is painful because that was the epitome of where I was, which was stay really, really, really busy. So I don't have to stop and pause and look what's really going on on the inside. And I'll tell you what, the people that come into our courses or work with me, it is brave work to start to go within. It is really brave because we live in a culture and a society that kind of has a victimization mentality of like, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me, you did this to me. And when we do that, we give our power away to everyone and everything in our life. We become a, a victim of circumstance instead of going, oh my gosh, like it all kind of starts and ends with me. And that's scary. And it's the most freeing thing in the world to really understand that and decide to walk that path. So inner work starts with breath work. It starts with meditation. 
it starts with being really freaking honest with yourself and taking Ooh. a look at, yeah, <laughs> right. <laughs> and trust me, I, I mean, this isn't something that you do. I've made a million changes in my life in the last four years. I'm, I'm not the same person. I mean, the person that's sitting here today, I built in the last four years and it never ends. It's an ongoing process that I'm determined to not leave that path because I just am determined to help women specifically, like I said, because I was in that boat, but everybody understand that you can create your life when you stop being a victim to it. When you start understanding why things have been showing up for you, why you're so stressed out, why you're so don't ever have enough money, don't ever have enough time, don't ever have to have, have all of those things. And all of that starts and end, ends with really going inside and taking a big deep look. In our course, we teach the first seven years of your life is literally when you become your identity. Your brain is in a low brainwave state, which means you are basically in hypnosis the first seven really? years. Really? In a theta brainwave state. So your wow. parents tell you, you're good at math, you're worthless, you are whatever, whatever is said to you, it goes in with no filter. Mm -hmm. And that goes into your limbic system of your brain, which means that's your identity. Those are hardwired and hard to change. But now neuroscience tells us that it's not impossible. That's why I say I created the person I am today, because I was given an identity those first seven years, and it created the rest of my life until I stopped and went, I don't have to be there. I don't have to be stuck in that. I don't have to believe that I can't work for myself. I can't be an entrepreneur. I can't be a woman that speaks her mind. I can't do these things that women are not supposed to do. And, you know, in my 10-year marriage, it was a recreation of my childhood all over again. My husband at the time was my father. All these people around me was my life. One of the first workshops I went to, there was this whiteboard and Dr. Joe Dispenza, the book I read, it was one of his weekend workshops. And I was with my mom and he drew this stick figure up on this whiteboard. And then he drew all these lines out from the stick figure. And he wrote on the end of those lines, everything that we have in our lives, in-laws, parents, mm -hmm. kids, work, like all of the things, right? And it's filled. And my mom looks at me. I mean, this was one of those moments for me. It was like blinding. And she said, Emily, that's you up there. Like that is a picture of you. And I just broke down and I started yeah. sobbing and I'm nobody, this is insanity. Like nobody, no wonder I was an addict. I was right. trying to keep up with something that you can never keep up with. Right. Right. It will never be good enough. Cause in my mind, it was just constant go, 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 go. And I'll tell you what, it's hard work. It is hard and it's scary some days. And it is just the most freeing thing in the entire world. It feels so good to feel who you are truly in your body and in your mind and know, I'll tell you one other story real quick. It was a, a, an extremely defining moment for me. I had kind of started doing the inner work for about seven months. I was meditating every day, which mm -hmm. meditation quiets your mind. So you can get really clear on that noise. Yep. And I was watching, I'll never forget, I was doing taxes and I was mm -hmm. watching a interview Oprah was doing with Diana Nygaard. I don't know if you know who she is, but she broke the world record for swimming from Cuba to Florida. Wow. I believe she was like 68 years old when she did it. Wow. She tried five times before that and failed. She was like an, an Olympic swimmer. 
She tried, I, I believe, one or, or two or three times when she was under 30. She failed. And then she tried again two more times when she was 68, finally did it. And I was watching an interview with her just in awe, right? And Oprah asked her, what are your, you know, you have all these accolades. She was a sports announcer for a long time. All these accolades, like, you know, aren't you proud of that? And this was the moment that changed for me. She said, Oprah, you know, I can look at all those on my wall. I'm 70 years old now. And I swear to you, none of that at the end of the day, when my day comes, when the, mm -hmm. the day of death comes for me, it is not about any of that. She said, it's about, am I proud of the person that I am? Am I proud of the woman that I am? And I, am I proud of, do I, do I speak what I mean? Am I proud of who I am? And when she asked that voice in my head went, oh my God, I'm so not proud of who I am. I'm not wow. proud of what I'm modeling for my children. Mm -hmm. I, I know I'm not living in my truth. I know I'm not doing what I was supposed to do in this lifetime. I just knew it deep inside. And that was such a hard moment for me to admit that. And I still didn't make any like huge major changes for another six months after that. Sure. But it was that moment of going, I'm not, I'm not living a life I'm proud of truly. And that meant, you know, all these things that people would look at me. My parents would say they're proud of me. You know, people would look at me and think, what's wrong? Like mm -hmm. you should be, you should be proud should. of your life. Yeah. You should. should be right. Yeah. And I was not at all. And I mean, I can sit here today and say, I'm, I'm so proud of who I am and, and what I've done and it hasn't been an easy path for sure in the last four years, but it's been worth it every moment. It's so interesting how you listen to things and hear things and like one sentence or concept will resonate yeah. and change your life. I mean, so that much. happens to me all the time, yeah, all yeah, the yeah. time. Yeah. And I like to me, not to get all woo woo, but I don't think that to be just a coincidence that you hear things that then set you on a path. I think it's, absolutely, you know, divine intervention, whatever you want to yeah. call it. But I think we hear things yeah. we're supposed to. So tell me yeah. about the work you do with women. Mm -hmm. I know I was poking around on your website. I know you do some breath work. Tell yeah. me how you work with these brave women who I'll admit it. You know, we wear the, I call it the busy badge, right? Yeah. So much. That is our badge on. When you ask any woman, any friend, any woman, how are you doing? I'm so busy. I'm so busy. I'm so busy. It's like this prize, like I'm the busiest. Yeah. yeah. And I always joke and say, I want to lose that contest. Yeah. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. I want to yeah. be the person that's like, I am chill. I'm good. Yeah. yeah. Someone's doing my laundry right now. Yeah. How exactly. Exactly. Without, exactly. Without being shamed. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Why, yeah. You know, why would you send your laundry yeah. out? You could do yeah. it yourself. Well, yeah. I could. Yeah. I don't want why to. would I? No, right. no. Right. Yeah. So, so, yeah. So tell me about the courses or the work that yeah. you do with women and tell, mm -hmm. just give me some background. It's super interesting. To add to what you were just saying about when you hear those things that resonates, have you ever, I'm sure you've heard of the phrase when the student is ready, the teacher appears. Yes. Absolutely. That phrase. That's absolutely. what happened with that book. I always think about that. I was ready. I was ready to hear it. So yeah, I mean, the busy badge. I love that. That yep. should be a, a new theme, the busy badge. <laughs> we have our signature course, and that's me and my partner, my husband now, and our very best friend. It's a nine-week intensive life transformation course. I teach breath work as part of that. My um, husband, Scott, he has an amazing story. He was paralyzed, fully paralyzed in 2001 from a rare autoimmune disease, he healed himself, healed his body. Six years later, he watched his best friend drown in front of him, oh. each collapse. So he has some amazing stories. 
we met at one of these meditation retreats and he is my person. I mean, Mm -hmm. he is everything that I could ever imagine to share a partner with, share a life with. We push each other every day to live our truth. So he teaches mindset, like really how to harness the power of your mind to Mm -hmm. create what you want in your life. Visualization, that's what he did when he was paralyzed in the hospital. But wow. he couldn't move. So he would visualize being on the ski mountain. He would like feel the snow and found his way back to walking. And then our partner, Simon, teaches a modality called freedom activation, which is basically dealing with your emotions. So we take somebody for nine weeks. We help them become aware of the identity that they were given because a lot of times we don't understand that. We think that's who we are. Like, I thought I wasn't a creative person. I would have said that about myself before. Mm -hmm. I'm not creative. I'm very good at like keeping schedules and organizations, but I'm not creative, which was just a lie that I told myself. It was a belief I thought I had. And so all of these beliefs that we tell ourselves that just aren't true, all the things. So he helps you really break that down. And we did the first couple of weeks are all about getting really clear and aware of these beliefs and and identities that you think you are that were actually given to you. Hmm. And then the second part is really about creating a new identity. Essentially, it's about creating the most empowered version of yourself because everything in your life is going to stem from you. So if you are not in alignment with who you want to be, your life is not going to be in alignment. So that's our signature course. It's not for everybody. It's for people who are ready for it Hmm. and really want to make major changes. You can also work with me. So breath work is my thing. I, as I said, started meditating when I read that book. And to have most people sit down and say, quiet your mind for a half an hour is near impossible. Our brains are not used to doing that. I've tried. I have failed. Like I have succeeded in many aspects of my life. Yeah. Like if you asked me to meditate, like I'd rather do anything. I know. I know. I know. Most people would. Yeah. 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 But then people like you that do it are like, okay, well, you're not doing it correctly. Like once you get it. Yeah. And my one friend that was totally against it, it was like, wow, that's interesting. Against meditation. Yeah. Well, just like this, we're too busy. We had too much crap going on, but now she's like, Ooh, you know, it, it yeah, yeah. me center myself. And I'm yeah, like, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. So like, I'm a continual learner. So tell me more about yeah. this meditating well, and, and breath work. And so listen, the first nine months of meditation for me was a shit show. Mm-hmm. I mean, excuse my language, but it was, I mean, it was a disaster. I did it every day because I knew something had to change. So I was determined. So anyways, a few years into my journey, I had a, a really life-changing moment when my friend just told me about belly breathing, which is diaphragmic breathing, which is how we should breathe on a regular basis, but we don't because we're under stress all the time. So we shallow breathe, we erratic breathe, we breathe from our chest. And so all he showed me was how to breathe from my belly. It was very uncomfortable, very weird, but I had this really amazing, I had actually what I know now is a trauma release. We store trauma in our bodies Hmm. and animals in nature actually know how to expel that stress. You talk to a paramedic, they'll tell you the same thing. When people get in car accidents or something, they'll shake it out. Their bodies will shake out the the trauma and the stress in our bodies. So if you imagine our whole lives, we have never shook out that stress. It's built up on us. So I had this really crazy kind of trauma release, intense shaking. And I was like, oh my gosh, this is really like, I need to find out more. And so I started researching all kinds of breath work, which is different than meditation. Actually, you can harness your breath to get into that relaxed state so much quicker 
So it's kind of like putting a power pack on your meditation. There's some days I don't meditate at all. I just do breath work. And it really is harnessing your breath and being able to relax. Most people operate from their fight or flight sympathetic nervous system. It's stress. It's like, go, go, go. It's lists. It's busy. It's this and that. And that's what leads to all sorts of health issues that we have, especially in the last year, right? So breath work really is just about learning how to use your breath in different ways for different outcomes and different purposes. And that's why I fell in love with it because it wasn't a one size fits all. It wasn't like sit down and turn off your thoughts for 20 minutes. It was like, okay, like for you, you may want more energy during the day. You need to relax. But you, and so there's different ways to use your breath to get those same results. You can go anywhere from, you know, learning to just for five minutes, how to breathe in a certain way to calm your mind, to relax yourself. And maybe you need to do that right before you're going into a meeting or whatever else. I mean, it's really about using it. And that's at the very basic level, learning very healthy breathing habits. Just like we learn how to eat healthy, we should be learning how to breathe healthy. All the way up to having trauma releases from our bodies, releasing stored stress, all the way up to having psychedelic experiences. Literally, they've shown that we release DMT from our lungs when we breathe in certain ways. And so having these experiences fundamentally changes people's lives as well. So when we learn to quiet the mind and get really clear on those things we don't want to get clear of, we're able to listen to our heart. I listened to your last, your last podcast that you mm-hmm. did with a gentleman talking about intuition. Yeah. There was so much I resonated with him on, specifically when he talked about listening to that voice, because I've had that happen to me. But when our monkey yeah. mind is so busy, we won't be able to hear that voice. Yeah. And we don't want to, right? We don't want to hear it. Right. Because sometimes that voice is saying unpopular things and you're like, no, I can't, I can't do that. No, I have to do this. Yeah. 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 I mean, my God, if I had a dollar for every time I ignored my voice, oh God, multimillionaire. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. I actually just got done doing a, a women's workshop. It was the first one I had done this last Saturday. It was amazing. It was online. It was about the empowered woman and really getting clear on that voice, understanding that the more that we talk about these things that we think are shameful, that we think we shouldn't be doing, the more permission we give to everybody. When they say it takes a village, it, mm-hmm. they, they say that for a reason. So there's yeah. no reason that you need to be doing your laundry when you're doing this or, or right. doing that. And that yeah. was something, I mean, in the marriage I was in, it was like, there was no way that mm-hmm. we were going to get a house cleaner. Are you kidding right. me? Like, yeah. And I just, oh my gosh, we, we need help. We need help. We need help. We need yeah. help. And just think the expectations are insane. And, you know, probably every other day, I think to myself, how many things am I really supposed to do today? Like, the list is just endless. So I'm all about, you know, farming out and delegating out. But, you know, so many of us, especially I keep saying, especially in the last year, but we use our phones to like Mm -hmm. self medicate, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. instead of really listening to your inner voice or, Mm -hmm. you know, listening to what's going on around you. We're on our stupid phones and I call it doom scrolling, right? We're looking at Instagram, we're looking at Facebook and everyone looks great and happy because no one's posting Mm -hmm. pictures of their failed marriage or their dishes in their sink. Right, right. Smiling and we use that. Like if you go into a waiting room now and and you see people sitting, no one's just sitting there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody's on their phone. And I'm always like, what are people looking at? Like, what are they looking at? Yeah. How is it impacting their mental health? Yeah. You know, the the idea of just looking out a window, like just just doesn't exist anymore. I 
our brains and our breathing and our whole being really suffers from that constant stimulation, Stimulation. constant. And I think it's really interesting. I mean, the breath work is something that resonates with me. I've been working out with a trainer for the last year and we've really focused on mm-hmm. breathing and yep. wow, what a game changer. Yep. Yeah, 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 And you don't yeah. know you're not doing it until someone tells you that. Right? You have no idea. It, and it feels awkward to breathe that way, which is yes. actually how we should yeah. be breathing. For me at first, it took quite a while for me to be, but I, I'm like a dog on a bone when I learn something new, <laughs> like I have to get it down. And to speak about that, that phone thing, I, it's interesting. I had a a woman I was working with one-on-one and I had her do an exercise of taking herself out to dinner on her own with no phone. Wow. So she could sit through dinner, dress up, like celebrate herself, right? Yeah, sure. We, we wait for everybody else to celebrate us. We right. can't do it on our own. And she, she didn't, t- she didn't not take the phone. She's like, I did look at it, but I would put it down and stuff. But yeah. I mean, that's how much we can't literally sit with ourselves just to sit with ourselves and be. It's really hard and and we're escaping, right? We're, you know, the busy badge, the phone all the time. Like we're just prolonging the inevitable, right? It's going to rear its ugly head in some. It always will. And and for a lot of people that leads to disease because the amount of stress that's manifesting in their bodies, you can't take it. And that's where I was. I knew I was going to get sick if I didn't stop. I knew it. I knew it in my soul. I knew I had to make a change. And that moment is so powerful when that, when you have that moment of like, no matter what, I I have to make this change. And oh my gosh, there were so many decisions I had to make, especially in that first year that went against what everybody had Mm -hmm. told me was the right thing to do. I had family members telling me I was crazy, but for the first time in my life, I found me, I found my voice. I wasn't listening to everybody else's. And as I said, it's when we can do that and more women can do that. And this world is led by women who are empowered within themselves and their voices. Holy moly, watch out. Yeah, watch out world, right? Yeah. (laughs) For sure. So tell me how our listeners can find you, work with you. This is like super fascinating. How do we learn more? How do we learn more from you on breathing? Where do we find you? What do we do? So you can visit our website, www.thefreedomproject222.com. And you can reach out to me through that. You can reach out to me personally via email at m at thefreedomproject222.com. I have a Breathwork Mini Series 101, which is like a really basic class to start with. If people want to learn more about the power mm-hmm. of their breath, that's a great place to start. It's a four-module teaching. It's online, self-paced. You can take your time. Get breathwork meditations. I break down the fundamentals of your breath. And then I'm, I just started this last Saturday. The next one I plan for April 3rd to do these one day women, the empowered women workshops. Oh, wow. Those are a little bit more intense. Okay. So I wouldn't have anybody sign up that didn't at least, if not take my breathwork class, some kind of familiarity with meditation breathwork. We go deep. We talk about things that if you're not comfortable talking about like things like sex and money and empowerment and, and that stuff, it's definitely not for you, but we went deep and, and those women went all in. And that's really what we need to start doing is getting more clear on who that is. And that's really exciting. Like I said, the next one's April 3rd. If you are interested in our beyond limits course, which is the course I was talking to you Mm -hmm. about, you can through our website, you can set up a call to talk to us. We, We, always do a call first to make sure it's a good fit for you. So 
Yeah, I'm on Instagram at the Freedom Project 222 on Instagram and YouTube channel, the Freedom Project 222 as well. Well, great. Um, this is yeah. so interesting. I could talk to you for days. Yeah, I know. This was fun. Right? This was this great. Is Thank so you much so fun. much for Thank joining you. us. And hi, warrior women out there. Man, I've been saying it for months. Put down that busy badge. Put down your phone. Look out the window. Have a cup of coffee alone. And you will be shocked at what you hear. You really, really will. And check M out at the Freedom Project 222. I'm definitely going to be doing that. We'll put all of her ways to contact her in our show notes. And until next time, stay on that high wire.